You're listening to Breakaway Wealth, the show designed to help you build wealth faster, think bigger, and break out of the herd. Now, here's your host, Jim Oliver. Before we jump into today's show, we have some exciting news to share with you. Our brand new online community platform is now live. Get access to free on-demand, in-depth training courses on topics like infinite banking, cryptocurrency, real estate investing, and much more. Just go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com. Or check out the show notes of this episode to find the direct link to request to join the community. Now, on to the show. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver, and with me today is Dr. Vikram Raya. Welcome, Vikram. Thanks, Jim. Love to be here. And, uh, you know, you have a great, interesting background. Not only are you a medical doctor and a cardiologist, but you're also a real estate investor. That seems like an interesting combination. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, on career day, when I was in elementary school, I didn't write down real estate investor, but it's sort of something you evolve into sometimes. So uh, it's an interesting journey. um, And it was uh, it was something that. I discovered along the way, I, I, I assumed my destiny was to become a, a cardiologist and really help people with heart disease, and which I did for almost a decade. Um, but I just found that I had other loves and passions. And, and, and also, I wanted to practice medicine in a different way, but I wanted the financial means to do so. And so uh, first, I'll just give you a, a 30 second sound bite on, on how I evolved as a doctor. Initially, you know, it's a pill for an ill, People have problems, you fix the problems or you stabilize the problems and they quote unquote are okay. I realized that more, a lot of these problems are self-induced or lower lifestyle in, in, or in nature. And by us going upstream and educating the person on things and, and, and helping them you know, heal the whole system, they can really eventually resolve a lot of these medical issues once and for all. And so that practice is called functional medicine. And to open up a clinic like that, which is usually cash-based, was a risk. And so that's what was the initial impetus for me to explore other options um, of earning income outside of medicine, because to do that was was, was more uh, was sort of a, pr- a protectionary way of doing things. So um, I tried options trading, Jim. Yeah, I wasn't very good at it. Um, I've you know I looked at other businesses, franchises, and a few things, but. It seemed like real estate made sense. And obviously the books that a lot of your listeners have probably read, including, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Cashflow Quadrant, um, you know, all these things. And so going to real estate clubs, doing this, uh, learning to invest. And then uh, I, I created a small portfolio with my father in Atlanta, who's been instrumental in some of my early real estate success. And that was good. And that's usually where most people stop in the real estate journey. But then I heard this guy speak about multifamily and syndications and raising capital and buying 100 units and 200 units. And that intrigued my imagination. And so while for practicing full-time cardiology and studying to be this functional doctor, I started doing the real estate in a different way, which is multifamily. And that has led to where we are now. You know, that's really uh, cool. There's a lot of things that you said in there, a couple of things that I want to get back to, too, because the courage to um, pay for medical school and go through medical school and put the time in and then change uh, directions in your career takes a lot of courage. And that's really what this podcast is about, breaking away. 
So I want to get to that, but not, I want to get to that in a few minutes. I want to go back to where did, I mean, it, maybe it was from your father, but you know, you go to medical school and you can go to medical school for, I don't know what, up to 17 years and there's no business courses. They don't teach you how to be a business person. Um, and uh, there's not really a lot of economics or anything else, but you're running this multi-million dollar business or potentially multi-million dollars. And they don't really teach you how to do that. So where did you get that confidence to say, okay, I know I haven't been trained for this. I know I spent 17 years learning how the body works and how specifically how the heart works, right? And how to treat, like you said, treat it, but also maybe more preventative. And and, and I love that you were thinking outside the box and the way that uh, medicine trained you, but where did that courage come from to just totally change directions there? Uh, initially I didn't have money for coaches or mentors. So my coaches and mentors were books. Right. And it was also looking at people I admired and um, I just felt there's something greater inside me and no disrespect to all the amazing W2 professionals out there, whether you're a lawyer, dentist, doctor, but I just felt, you know, I guess I was surrounded by people who were, you know, went to MBA school, investment banking and all that. And I looked at them with awe. I'm like, man, could I create something like that? You know? And, and, and so I just knew that I wanted to do something different and something big that would have the two eyes that you guys focus on here on the podcast, income and impact. Yeah. And so, you know, in my journey to explore all these things, uh, I just, I, I made a, I made, so I started practicing like <laughs> you, most of your people uh, listening probably earn, started earning money way before I did. Right. My first real paycheck, like the pay, the paycheck came at age 33. Wow. wow. So that means I was poor. From, from, you know, like my first job was at Ruby Tuesdays earning $4 an hour. And in when I was 32, I was earning, you know, maybe 40k a year as a resident or, or fellow. So I never really had that. And so and my parents fought a lot about money. And so I knew I had to figure this thing out. And the, the, the interesting thing I noticed is the doctors of this generation, were being treated differently. They were experiencing, I guess, financial success in a different way. They were not, I mean, the doctors of yore were, you know, they're multimillionaires or very successful. And that's what, you know, as immigrant parents, my parents saw that and they're like, oh, we should encourage our children to become doctors. Those were, those are the guys who quote unquote made it. But when the reality was, when I saw that, I was like, man, these guys are working like dogs. Half the things they're doing are probably not even the right things to do because they're doing it for money. And you know, they're not, they don't have job satisfaction. They're not fulfilled a lot of times. And so I made a promise to myself, if I'm still practicing traditional medicine by the age of 40, something went terribly wrong. And I made that at 33. And so that was sort of a, just a shot in the dark. Hey, look, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out. And that's in the real estate journey. I just, I just look, analyzed where's the most money being made among all the people I know. And it seemed like real estate, everyone who was really successful always had some kind of real estate presence. So I was like, that's it. And it was not my intention to essentially replace my income, but um, over time, it, it's an addiction. You sort of enjoy it. You, you, get, you, you, you get good at it. And I initially, it was just a non-traditional education. So real estate investment associations meeting, it's, it's, it's talking to mentors, it's talking to people. And eventually I, I had to muster up the courage to hire a coach. And so these coaches and people, look, there is a man's, edu a man's experience 
uh, of 30 years, you know, if he can, if he can give that to you in a short amount of time and you can avoid his mistakes and you can accelerate his success, man, that's a steal. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's sort of what encouraged me. Yeah. That's worth more than uh, most college educations times 10. I, I agree with you because um, it's in interesting that you said your mentors were um, books because that's who my mentors were too. The people that I would consider mentors, some of them I've never met. Some of them wouldn't, you know, they obviously don't know me, but they impacted my life by showing me that there was a different way. And, um, and, and I, and I agree with you and all the books that you mentioned, um, you know, uh, I think Robert Kiyosaki has been so instrumental in so many lives and in, in getting people to think differently. And um, one of my mentors that I did meet was a great person, R. Nelson Nash would always say, it's all about how you think. And, um, but when you, when you change your thinking, then you got to change your actions. And there's, and, and the only reason people don't act is they have fear, right? Is there a fear of, failing or fear of success or fear of something going wrong. And the only thing that cures fear is action, right? So um, I love that you went to these real estate meetups and, um, you know, doctors being highly paid W-2 employees are highly paid, you know, they're, they're really financial slaves in a way because they're, they're slaves to that medicine. And you, and you, and you said it, I mean, the doctors that are 65, 70, they were multimillionaires because let's say that they were gastroenterologists, they were getting $3,000 or 35, whatever the, the back in the heyday, right? Yeah. Now they're getting, they're lucky to get half of that or less. So I'll give you an example, Jim, like yeah. to put a cardiovascular stent in right now, you know, which is a, a very complex procedure. I mean, you have to go in through the artery, through a leg or through a wrist, weave a plastic catheter inside a person's living, beating heart and then deliver a stent, you know, you think, oh, probably, you know, a couple of thousand dollars. And it was back in the day. Now it's a hundred bucks. Are you serious? So an wow. Uber driver may make a more money from a long trip than a cardiologist will make for putting a life-saving stent. There's something wrong with that because that <laughs> we're going to have a hard time um, attracting our best and brightest to those positions right. in the future. And, with with those kinds of and uh, so that incentivizes you know whether you're a lawyer and you have to do 30 legal briefs because now your reimbursement got cut in half or you're you know a dentist and you have to do twice as many cleanings and or you know so it's just that you know the the false assumption of the inputs one input equals one output that's what i wanted to get away from you know time yeah, for money yeah. kind of thing so once i broke the time for money equation and i realized it's it's knowledge for money or it's, you know, uh, results for money, then the whole world opened up to me. And so, um, it's really exploring that. And, and I realized I can't expect the world to be better. I have to be better. And so I kept on while my friends were, you know, taking luxury vacations and doing all the things I was, and they were going on guys trips. I was going on real estate conferences while yeah. they were, you know, they're going on cruises, I would go to, you know, meetups, and I would learn, or I, I'd use my time off uh, to go to cities to learn about the markets there. And all of that, now I'm in a position where I don't have to work anymore, and they're still cranking it out. So yeah, it's almost like, you know, you may you want to make your life hard early, so your life is easy later on, right? So no, that totally makes sense. And you know what, you're right, you're, 
uh, sometimes because they're they really don't know what they don't know is um, people believe that hey these doctors even if you're making a million bucks a year what do you have to do for that million dollars I mean it's a, there's a lot that you have to do there's a lot of risk there's a lot of stress there's a lot of and 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 when you get into the real estate business I don't like to just say real estate investor because it is a business right is you you can make a lot more money with a lot less stress and a lot less um, uh, risk really I mean I was at a uh, real estate workshop over the weekend and there was a hundred people in the room and I thought to myself it, it was a ridiculously low amount I mean uh, this person takes all this money and puts it towards their foundation Logan Rankin and um, Logan had a hundred people in the room he charged fifteen hundred dollars per person and I thought gosh, you should be charging like 10 grand per person, you know, like they, because the, just a few things that you get from that, but you know, and, and, and sometimes people, there are people in the audience that are sitting there saying, you know, I don't have the time. I don't have the, um, I don't have that drive to go build my own real estate. So I kind of like what you're doing and what, um, uh, you know, cause I like your, I love your passion for like, breaking away and i can imagine your parents being immigrants and saying hey my kid became a doctor like celebration time right and then my kid saying hey i don't want to be a doctor anymore. i want to do this uh, yeah my mom's face was priceless when i told her like i'm going to transition to different different things and but that being said look uh, uh i i think uh in this day and age each person will ha probably have eight or nine careers in their life and it's and the the old way of like all right a legacy career with a pension and all that that's done so uh, i see people reinventing themselves all day long and I, I i think the goal is to have optionality jim i want yeah. your listeners you know people who follow me on all my different tribes i want optionality so learn multiple things be adaptable be flexible and and realize that that delayed gratification doesn't end when you get your first job that delayed gratification keeps going but you can still enjoy life, but realize that you reinvest, reinvest, reinvest in yourself. And as Warren Buffett says, that's a 30x return on your money. Right. Yeah. You know what I what I, so let's let's talk about the the real estate part of it and how like what you because I think what's really fascinating to me in any business is but real estate is somebody can get into real estate and one person gravitates towards mobile home storage multi-family it could be multi-family in this market in this play and they underwrite things this way and they get creative financing this way or they use private equity for all of their stuff or they syndicate and it's kind of you find your path and your passion so talk about that like what you found and why you do what you're doing um and how, how that journey kind of happened sure i want to i want to introduce a concept to your audience uh i call it the the multiple incomes right so one is your active income your w2 income then you know you've been taught hey you want to diversify that into passive and portfolio income so uh, uh so that's you know typical passive income is you know sometimes stocks sometimes real estate in general and then you know maybe even oil and gas and things like that then there's something called passion income so you take that and then now what do you really what do you geek out about what are you so excited about like you love this podcast you love educating mentoring maybe you have a coaching and training i don't know so i do so i i I have a passion now to help doctors all over the country, you know, achieve success in business and life. And so I do that with my coaching program, Limitless MD. 
and I have a podcast and I have a whole you know thing. And the goal is just to give back and and break the golden handcuffs that a lot of these you know high income professionals and doctors are in and say, hey, look, here's so many options you can do with your life. You can still practice, but you can do practice and this, or you can switch, you can pivot out of practice, or you can evolve your practice in a different way. But that's that's the goal. So that's the passion income. And then finally, it's purpose income. Like, you know, what happened tragically just recently in Texas where the, the shootings and, you know, there's uh, water shortages in different parts of the world. And so now we're gearing up people and mobilizing people and creating purpose income where it's like, hey, let's create nonprofits. Let's create things. Let's Is there a medical mission that we can go on? And, and you're doing all of this and you're mobilizing resources for the highest and best good of the world. And so that's the evolution of where your, how your income should be. And so back to why real estate was so critical for me. Um, by me learning how to do multifamily real estate, I essentially was able to buy 200, 300, 400 unit apartment complexes with my money, with some uh, friends and family money. And, and then we were doing value add. We would improve these assets over time rental and NOI net operating income would go up, rental income would go up, and that would thereby increase the value of these assets in a short amount of time. And um, it, it's, it's, it's insane um, the kind of returns you can get in a safe way versus being more cavalier, for example, in, like in, in the stock market. Yeah, you know, um, I, you know, we're in complete sync on, on, on what you just said. And I love that. What I think about is how many doctors, especially, you know, they, they they think their profit sharing plan, like is a necessity, like they have to do that. Right. And all their partners, like they almost, even if you think differently, you're stuck in that because your partners are going to want to do it. Right. And, um, but those assets or those, those instruments that, where the money's being held, they're, they're being eroded every day by inflation. But my my multifamily real estate is growing, right? In value, oh, it, it benefits from inflation. Yeah, right. So so if we know there's going to be inflation, and we know that taxes have to go up, and we know all of these things, then we have to buy assets, not instruments. And and so then it comes down to how do we decide where we put our money? How do we, you know, if we don't know how to underwrite a deal, then how do we find that? You know, do I go out and look for multifamily real estate? You know, so talk a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, if I was a high income, you know, earner right now, I would say, okay, you know, I know I have to always put something in the equities. Fine. I will give that to a, a, a savvy investment advisor and maybe they'll do, you know, low cost index funds, but I would not put the majority of my money there. I'd be a small portion there. It, reinvesting in my group probably doesn't make sense unless they have like a surgical center or something like that where man, there's some really good strong profit sharing and they're really generating a lot of volume and you're really a business owner at that point and it's not really anything to do with medicine it just happens to be a medical facility so that's another good place to put income next is look if i'm a high w2 earner i'm probably getting killed on taxes and so i'd really want to figure out where i can start offset my taxes if i'm a w2 earner can i become a k1 can i be a a, a, a a partner in the practice. I would try to do that immediately if I can. And then with that extra income I have, I'd explore real estate as definitely a good place to put a, you know, a significant portion of my money. Within real estate, there's multiple things. If you don't want to be active, then I, what I suggest is learn to be a really good passive, sophisticated investor. And so figure out what asset class you want to invest in. During the, during the great, you know, uh, during the COVID uh, times, um, you know, hospitality got killed student housing got killed, um, 
you know, retail got killed, even office got killed. And so industrial multifamily seemed to be the, and self-storage, I guess, were the three sort of main highlights there. And so it may be a good place to consider one of those three asset classes. I'm partial, obviously, to multifamily. Um, the reason why we love multifamily is one, it's uh, you get uh, you get bonus depreciation, so you get a huge loss uh, uh, on your on your taxes, and so that's amazing. Number two, you get income because there's distributions done because of the cash flow, uh, and number three, the actual asset appreciates over time. Uh, one organically because you're buying in certain key markets, or number two forced appreciation due to the value add being done by the sponsor operator. So that's a great place to, you know, consider investing. And how do you find good sponsors or investors? One, you want to make sure that this is what they do. This is a relatively full time. Number two, they have a good track record. Maybe they've done at least three to five assets. Number three, um, they communicate clearly. Number four, when they say uh, distributions, they don't mean return of capital as return on capital. Right. And number five, you want to talk to them. Hey, have you had a bad deal? Tell me about it. Hey, have you not been able to ever make a, not a payment? Tell me about that. And if they have either, if they don't have the business business background, but someone on their team does, that's perfect, right? And preferably you want someone who has a third-party property management company because then, you know, they can always fire that. If you, It's hard to fire yourself if you're managing your own assets. So it's nice to have that little bit of a distance. And those are the things I, I'm passively invested in about a I don't know, about 25 deals, uh, Jim. And so this is what I look at when I'm looking to find a sponsor to park my money. Right. Well, I think that was some great advice and very well um, communicated and, and, and organized. And I would, I would tell people that listening, go back and, um, and listen to that again and write down those, those keys uh, because I agree with everything that you just said. So, um, you know, there, there, you said something where, you buy an asset and then you improve the value of that asset. And I think that people sometimes don't think about that. So you have this asset that's growing because of inflation, right? You have it, it's cash flowing and we can increase that cash flow and the value by doing renovations and getting so many times that rents aren't at market level. And, and, you know, you analyze that another way to underwrite the deal is where are rents right now, right? And, and it, as we make improvements, then rents obviously, obviously can be raised, but even, you know, raised, but then get to market, uh, uh, to, to the market where the, where the market should be. So um, talk to people about uh, Viking capital. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Viking was essentially uh, sort of like a side hustle sort of a hobby me and my uh, my my business partner Ravi Gupta created in 2015 and literally we we're like you know we want to dabble in multifamily you know how does that work so we created a company we thought we we initially had an uh, you know we we're a uh, south asian background so we're like hey should we call it saffron capital tea kill capital and then my friends like dude that's too wimpy man i'm like all right man let me get some testosterone this let's call it viking <laughs> I was like, so i was like all right good we like that so then what we realized is we're surrounded by people who don't know what they're doing with our money, AKA doctors. Um, I'm sorry if you're a physician out there, a lot of you are savvy, I get it, but many of you are not. And, and, and it's, and, but you're so smart in so many other ways. And so I wanted to help them. Uh, and I wanted to help myself as well in terms of, Hey, I wanted to place my money. So we first started placing our own money. People saw our results are like, Oh, wow. How are you doing that? Let me, let me, let me, you know, work with you guys. And so we started including them and that's, 
that's how we we initially if you're ever wanting to go from passive active the way to do it is to partner with someone who already knows what they're doing and so that's what we did we partnered with and they call it joint venture or jv so we did the three three or four three jv deals and you know we felt comfortable we learned the lingo we learned the jargon the language we learned the processes we got down and dirty we would go touch these assets visit the assets through the assets talk to people and just get educated while we're in a way you're sort of getting paid to learn right because you're bringing capital and you're getting paid for that in a way then we realized that this is a leap of faith you're like can we do this on our own and we said yes and so we're like it's not that complicated if i can figure out heart surgery i, I guess i can figure this out <laughs> and so so I really think anyone can do real estate if they really are passionate about it, they're interested in it, and if they learn the right way. So we decided let's go in. And so we started doing our own deals and syndications. And, you know, the first deal we had, we were runner up, we didn't, we didn't win it. And then um, there's a murder on the property, Jim. And wow. this is in South, uh, uh, South part of Atlanta. It was 118 unit. It was one of our first deals. And then it was like, it was sort of a test of faith. The brokers came to me. Do you guys want it? The first group pulled out because they heard about the, we took a deep breath. We sighed. Then we like, all right, let's do our research and analysis. We looked at the crime in the area. We talked to the brokers. We talked to the police department. We uh, talked to the tenants. We realized this is a random act of violence and it has, there's no pattern. And this is not that bad. This is not that like a D area. This was a C plus trending to become a B area. There's actually a lot of religious institutions around the area. So we're like, you know what? Let's take, let's move, let's move forward. And that one decision changed our lives because I, you know, we, 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 we hit it after uh, about two and a half years of owning and managing it. You know, we really uh, did a great job and the assets sold much higher than what we, you know, initially anticipated. And we, our investors were got a, like a, I think a 30 or 40% return. They're ecstatic. We're like, yes. And then, you know, we started moving forward now. We've had hiccups and we've had, you know, bumps in the road, but overall, it's just been such an amazing journey. And it's led to where we are now, where we've done about, I think, 26 transactions. We have about $650 million of uh, real estate we've transacted upon. Uh, we're in about eight submarkets all over the country. And our goal now is really to help, you know, investors, you know, one, capital preservation is key. So we don't do dumb deals. We, we Number one is never lose money. Number two is grow that money. And number three, grow it efficiently with tax strategies. So that's what we do. Uh, we buy typically 200 to 400 unit multifamily apartment complexes, usually B and A class now in top areas such as Atlanta, um, Phoenix, um, uh, Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, Houston, um, you know, Jacksonville, Tampa, and Orlando. These are our main markets. And so uh, we like them because that's where everyone's moving. Because of the COVID, the demographics have sh shifted. People are going from you know, blue states to red states. People are moving from, you know, big cities to smaller cities or suburbs. Um, and so you follow demographic trends, you see where the jobs are going, you see where there's a supply and demand mismatch, and you come in with your business plan that's been proven already, and you implement that. And then you also build the broker relationships, which we've done. So that's what Viking does. That's awesome. And how, how does somebody um, learn more about Viking and yeah. opportunities with Viking? Yeah, if you guys go to uh, vikingmultifamily.com, that's our website. Uh, all the information is right there. And then I, you guys can look me up anywhere. Um, I'm on LinkedIn uh, or on Instagram or Facebook like that. So uh, uh, there's a short one to my Instagram. It's linkwithvic.com. It goes right to my LinkedIn. Love it. And the podcast is Limitless MD. Uh, 
I have a podcast that gives uh, strategies on freedom, wealth, and human optimization, and that's called the Limitless MD Podcast. Yes, I love that. I love what you. I, lo I love that description of your podcast. Perfect. You know, it's it's it is kind of amazing because. Um, you know, I, I used to live in Dakota Dunes, South Dakota, and um, it's right across the border from Sioux City, Iowa, where there's two hospitals that serve not only Sioux City, but a, a lot of rural areas around there. And the doctors had uh, a surgery center in South Dakota because there's no state income tax in South Dakota. They all lived in South Dakota, did as many procedures at the surgery center as they could outside the hospital, um, which there was, uh, we won't get into the conflict of with the hospitals, but, but they allowed it to happen because what were they going to do? Right. And, um, and, and this surgery center was probably the best asset that any of these doctors had. Um, it, it grew in value and they eventually sold part of it to one of the hospitals and they all had a, a windfall. But, um, I saw some doctors that just went to work, did their, they were doctors, they would maybe, like you said, dabble in franchises, dabbles here or there. But then you saw the business, very rare, I mean, maybe less than 5%, the, the doctor that had other businesses going on and, and real estate, and, you know, maybe it was pain clinics, if they were an anesthesiologist, and there was, you know, the surgery center, and you, you had all these other things. And those doctors, always were head and shoulders financially above the doctors just slaving away every day. And, and I think the key is uh, finding mentors, finding people you can work with and you can partner with that you can trust and that you have, um, a, you know, that you, that you have some, something in common with that you can understand how they think. And so I think it's really, really cool what you're doing for doctors because uh, there's a lot of doctors out there that are some of the worst business people I've ever seen. And so uh, I used to I say, I, I don't want to work with doctors <laughs> because of that. But uh, I love what, and I've, I've gotten over that because I've, I've learned how to work with doctors and show them to break away. But, but I love that you're serving that community. Jim, I want to, I want to issue a challenge to your audience. Number one is find someone who's really successful in your sphere of influence, a business person, entrepreneur, someone, take them out to lunch, pay for the lunch and pick their brain, strategize, understand how they think and how they got started. You'll realize everyone paints, you know, wealthy people or financially successful people as, you know, they're curmudgeons or they're not very generous. And, but in fact, most of the generous people in the world that I know are the most wealthiest people, you know? And so they they're wealthy, not only with their money, but they're wealthy, they're, they're generous with their time and, and they're generous because they want to help people. It's true the bottom is crowded, but there's a lot of room at the top, my friends. And so each one help one. So literally reach out to people who are uh, successful and, 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 and glean that information from them. And number two is uh, I want to get people out of the scarcity mindset. Even if you don't have, you know, $10 to your name, you can still be a, live an abundant lifestyle. And abundance is a frequency of energy. And I'm probably having a little woo-woo on your crowd here, but I really believe in this kind of, uh, mindset where if you live abundantly, abundance will come towards you. So what I've done with a lot of my coaching clients is I tell them, look, donate $30 a day for 30 days and, and to 30 different charities and just see what happens at the end of that. And you just feel like, man, I'm helping these people. I'm helping these people. You help, 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 help. And you just feel so proud of yourself. You feel so happy. You feel like you've made a, such an impact. And then just notice that it's going to come back to you. There's a lot of circulation, a lot of energy, a lot of money. 
and I really allow reciprocation. So I really believe in these things. Absolutely. Really well said. Again, um, I love that challenge to the 30 day challenge. I think that's really cool. How does somebody find out more about your uh, coaching? Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's uh, um, vikramraya.com. My first name, last name.com is my website. So there's a ton of free resources there. There's a, we are actually have a, a free community we created called the Physician Wealth Accelerator. So you're more than happy to join that. And, and yeah, our team and I can reach out to you if you're interested in learning more. But that's a good place to get started. Awesome. Okay, Vikram. So if God came down from heaven and, and told you that you could only retain the knowledge that you've received from one book that you've read, what would that book be? Yeah, that's a challenge because you and me both, we love books, right, Jim? Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it would have to be uh, Gary Keller's The One Thing. Um, uh, Gary Keller's uh, the guy who's helped start uh, um, Keller Williams uh, Realty. He wrote a fantastic book. It's part mindset, it's part time management, it's part life management book. And really, it just takes the Pareto principle, which is 80 20, right? 80 20% of your inputs lead to 80% of your outputs. And he goes, let's go extreme Pareto. What's the one thing, 1% that leads to the 99% of your results? And that one philosophy has really you know, stayed with me in my life. You know, it's funny about that when I would, um, when I first heard that in my 20s, the 80-20 rule, I looked around our firm and I thought, there's not 20% of the people putting, doing 80% of the output, it was more like 5%, or if I was really kind, 10%. And so it's funny that, you know, Gary, he just said, yeah, Jim, you're even too optimistic. It's 1%. And, and, and it's really true. Um, and, and as you can focus on one thing and do one thing really, really well, it comes back to what kind of Dan Sullivan would call unique ability, right? There's something that you do better than anybody else. And, and people go, no, no, there's no, there's nothing I do better than anybody else, but there is, there's one thing that you do better than anybody else. And if you focus on that, you'll have a huge impact. Yeah. And you know what? I know you're going to let me have another book. So I'm going to just throw it out to your audience if that's okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. Number two is a book I read recently. And since you mentioned Dan, that's why my, my mind um, triggered that, that thought. It's The Gap and the Gain uh, by Dan Sullivan. And this concept is good for all of us as we're all high achievers. We're all entrepreneurs. We're all trying to be successful. And we just push ourselves and we don't show enough compassion. But we have to realize, you know, yes, we're always going toward this uh, mythical destination, which keeps being pushed back because we achieve it. And then there's another one, another one, but we never rarely go backward and look and say, Hey, how far have I come? And really looking at the, the gain that you've had, you know, uh, like, you know, if you've, you know, your, if your goal was to achieve X number of, uh, income or wealth, and you've hit 90% of that revel in that cherish that enjoy that versus man, Oh, that guy in front of me, He's had twice as much as me. So, and then you feel crappy again. So you never give yourself that victory. And so it's hard to consistently push yourself forward if you keep beating yourself up. So it's, it's a great book. There's a lot more into it than that, but it's really reflecting on where the journey you've been, the progress you made and, and, and being grateful and thankful for that. And then saying, okay, where do I want to go? And Ed Milet calls this blissful dissatisfaction. You're happy where you are now, but you know, you want to still grow. You know, I love that. And uh, that's one of my favorite um, just concepts. And, I'll, and we have conversations on our team 
and and I'll say, you know, you're in the gap. I mean, and and we we live in the gap. I, I would tell you daily. I think most people do, but but um, it's it's realizing when you're in the gap to turn around and look at the gain and see how far you've come and and like you said, celebrate that. Those are two two great books and. Um, and and I think from a from a coaching standpoint, I could see why you your coaching business is thriving because you deliver the material very uh, very uh, precisely and and enthusiastically and confidently. And I think that's important in a coach because you know you you got to get people to follow you in 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 the the abundance mindset is is everything knowing that you can have anything in this life that you want if you just focus your efforts um on that so um any anything that we missed vikram before we wrap it up i think it was an amazing uh show jim uh thank you again for having me and uh uh congratulations to your listeners for all the journeys and success they're going on thank you very much for coming on and uh we're going to end this show like we do every show audience with the famous words of Earl Nightingale. Take it away, Earl. Here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now, let me say that again. We become what we think about. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you are looking to discover new wealth building strategies, then go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com to join our free online community and get access to free courses and in-depth training videos designed to help you build wealth and break away from the herd. Click the link in the show notes to access the community today. Thanks again for listening.